this week on Erotic Awakening, getting laid on FetLife, holidays, and a con where we do not present. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We want to thank our latest supporter, Domino. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Holidays are finally over and we might have missed a week or two on the podcast, but I think we're up to X. You, you were just saying we're up to episode 680. I think this is 681. So, so if if we had to skip a week, there's plenty of back catalog. Go back and listen to, oh, I don't know, episode 14. I don't even know what that is. No, I have no clue at all. <laughs> I'd have to go take a look. I know what episode 100 is, but that's it. All the others, I don't know. So, and if you ever want to know, if you don't want to go look to see what different episodes are, feel free to follow us on social media. And we'll talk Ooh. about our links of our social media at the end of the show. And I post different fetishes of like Fetish Friday and things like that, where I talk about a fetish and what show that's on. Nice plug. Ooh, isn't it? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of nice plug, how's that for a segue? <laughs> so Dawn, when you and I, I remember you and I presenting around the nation saying, have you heard about this vet life thing? And a couple people saying, yeah, me too. Yeah. And then at some point I remember saying to take a poll of the class. And there was a point where there's 50% of the people in the class were now on FetLife. Mm -hmm. I think that people that came into the community in the last five years or so might not realize there was a pre FetLife community, you know, right. It wasn't always there. It's only been around since what? Oh, nine, I think. Maybe something like that. I would have to go back and look and maybe I'll put it in the show notes. But and we've been in this since 99. Mm -hmm. So there was a good 10 years. I mean, like the first half of our relationship, our exploration to kink was before FetLife was even a thing. And it's really interesting to recognize now pretty much everybody's on FetLife, even the people that rage quit FetLife. They're always coming back a couple months later. There's a couple competitors out there, uh, but nobody who's really made any kind of impact. No, and this is where you find the events. This is where people advertise their events. This is munches and people and groups. and. Yes. But even more importantly than that, did you know that FetLife is a place you can go to get laid? I would argue that, but let's talk to someone else about it. Let's do that. <laughs> Fortunately for us on the podcast tonight, we have Stella Von Dom joining us. Stella, thanks for being on the show. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And you actually pitched a couple of different things that you wanted to talk about, but I was particularly taken by the topic of how to get laid on FetLife. And certainly I am aware that is why some people are there and I, you know what? I do want to start off with the question for you. FetLife is, if FetLife was made as a dating app, it's a pretty poor one. And I don't think, at least, I don't know about most, but many people don't see FetLife as the purpose of it to get laid. So, so what's your take on FetLife? Okay. Well, it's absolutely not. You're at, you're 100% correct. It was not meant to be, and still really isn't meant to be a dating app. Not any more than maybe Facebook or Instagram or any of them other. The other ones are. 
but here we are, you know, people go on there and they're looking at each other's porn. They're um, reaching out. I am looking for this. I want to get laid tonight. There are, you know, events for gangbangs. There's events for all sorts of things. And people are reaching out to each other in very sexually suggestive ways. And they're looking for these hookups or they're looking for relationships. And to be honest, the title of this particular uh, conversation, it's a little clickbaity, but it was kind of on sure. purpose because where the hope was to reach out to those who really go about this so badly. If they're looking for something, they're looking for a partner, they're looking for a play partner, they're looking for a sex partner, they're looking for whatever. They're just simply not executing that conversation in the best of ways and the hope was that if we're like, hey, we can help you really get scored tonight, you know, then that would be a way to draw them into the conversation. I don't know that it was successful, but it did open up a bunch of other things. So it was not at all uh, a fail at that end. So if we could like teach them how to reach out, that would be wonderful because honestly, I consider myself a slut. I'm okay with finding people to have sex with. But oh my God, the way they're reaching out, (laughs) I used to try to be nice and now I just archive the email. I I don't even reply to form emails or one word, one line things. Yeah, it can, it can get so, so bad. And, you know, both, I don't like using gender binaries, but for this conversation, I'm going to be a little leaning into it, mostly because of I feel like most of us converse and we interact in the world based upon how we were raised. And most of us are raised on a binary. You know, if we were emerged from the world with a penis, we're going to be given a male upbringing. If we emerged with a vagina, we're going to be given a female upbringing. And the things that we were taught in those spheres um, were very different from each other. And the you know, the unfortunate thing was, is that we don't know how each other was taught. And so therefore there's a massive communication barrier. And I think with especially, you know, the internet being a thing, and I'm going to sound like a real old lady now, but you know, in the past 10, 15 years, we've been able to experience this anonymity. And most things that we would say and do to people in front of each other, is not how people behave online. They are a little more bold, you know, they're a little more brazen. And when we're in a space like FetLife that is highly sexualized, you know, there are naked bodies all over the place. There are videos of people having sex. There's, it's a very suggestive place. I feel like people really, they get so immersed in that, you know, just that, that sphere of, of falseness in a way, you know, that, that sort of made up creative place that we have, you know, niched out for ourselves in the internet that they forget they're talking to other people. Mm -hmm. And that happens on dating apps. Oh my God. Dating apps are disgusting. It's exactly (laughs) the same thing. And, you know, as a femme facing person, she, her, I emerged from this world and was socialized as a female we get some really grody stuff, but you know, it's not just us, you know, men also experience this where they also have people approaching them in ways that are unsavory and leave, you know, bad taste. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's coming from all directions for sure. So all of us have some learning to do. Absolutely. Now we recognize, and we're not pretending it's, we're not purist. We're not 
crazy about this. We recognize that FetLife is indeed a place that some people go to get laid and they are successful. Like you said, gangbang events get posted to FetLife with the purpose of, I want to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. As well as we know people that have met via socializing and interacting on FetLife. And for that matter, I am not opposed to the idea of Don and I do this RV living thing for me to pull into a town where I don't know anybody. And I look and see who's there and say, oh, hey, look, Susie here is into spanking. Is there a way? Not necessarily. So we're not necessarily talking about how to get laid, but how to hook right. up with people and whatever that means for you. Is there an appropriate way for me to reach out to Susie and say, hey, Susie, I'm in town and I like to spank people. What's up? For what? Well, uh, so feel free to jump in in just a second. But I would like to say, Dan, you just used more words in your intro about <laughs> how you would like to hook up with that person than I receive in probably the last 15. Yeah. <laughs> I get up. It's... Oh, what's up? <laughs> right. Or, hey, gorgeous, how are you doing? You or, know, it's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, you know, very. OK, so what I the advice I give to people most often is whenever you are going to approach someone, approach them as if you will never have sex with them and approach them as if you will never play with them. You know, don't go into a situation with an end game in mind. And oftentimes you're going to learn and be able to build an actual relationship, build a rapport with someone, even if that relationship only lasts for two days or two hours. If you go into it with, with initially, you know, with that baited hook or coming out of the gate negotiating, that is very transactional. And some people are cool with that and absolutely want that. And you know what? You do you. Most people are looking for a little bit more than that. I personally, unless I'm doing tastings at a party or something along those lines, I need to have that energy flowing between myself and the other person, or I'm just not having a good time. And I, I feel like and that's going to really deepen a lot of the, the relationships people have. Otherwise it gets a little empty. And if, again, if you're into that, that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Play your game. But I feel like if people go into things, in most things, I mean, even if you're going into a movie or you're going to a job interview, go in with no expectations of anything and just really kind of unleash your person, just be you and allow the other person to be them and explore on that level. Because so, otherwise, so let, me, huh? let me chew on that a little bit, because if I go into a job interview, I have an expect. The only reason I'm there is to get a <laughs> job. And if I'm reaching out to you, if my end game is to get in your pants, is it, isn't it better for me to state up front, hey, you, you, you're probably a nice human being, but I'm just trying to get into your pants today, versus <laughs> if I approach it from the opposite direction, it feels a little like I might be fibbing a little bit. Well, we can kind of look at that in a way, if you're going into a job interview, we know from the fact that you are answering the interview, that you were called into the interview and they're having that interaction with the hiring person, that you were not there to do coffee service, right? <laughs> you were not there to, you know, 
talk to them about being their dog walker. You were there for a specific purpose. If you are talking to someone on FetLife and you're like, hey, I noticed your kinks. You look pretty cool. How are you doing today? You know, then they have an indication that you're not there because you saw their recipe on on Facebook. You know, we, there is going to be that context that is binding to what is going on. So everyone knows what they're there for, but taking the ultra forward approach. That's the thing. It's like, Hey, I okay. really liked your pictures. Your tits are really hot. You know, I'd like to see my jizz on them. I'm hoping I'm not, you know, saying too much, no, getting fine. too gross, but you know, that approach versus, Hey Susie, what's up? I, I see that you're going to be at this event. Can I say hi to you? That's an entirely different approach that opens things up and opens it up to a place of safety, allowing vulnerability to happen, allowing for you to have a, a better scene in the end. Is this, so it, does that make sense? Makes a lot of makes sense. sense. It's great uh-huh. clarification. And I've got something in my head that if I was on a swing site and I'm never bashing swinging, we've, we've tried it. We'll continue to try it. We're just bad right. at it. <laughs> but on a swinging sites, if someone is just posting naked pictures, it almost feels like it's okay to have that sort of interaction because that's what you're there for. It's a swinging site, whereas fet life seems to be more encompassing. Sometimes people are just there to keep in touch with their friends or people that they've met. They're not necessarily looking for something. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm wondering, and and it felt like at one time that a whole slew of people from swing dating sites came onto FET, which is fine. There's tons of groups, there's tons of uh, events, there's tons of stuff. And I'm just wondering if they got confused. I think that is honestly one of the biggest confusions because I hear this from a lot of my male friends where. Um, They will read profiles or they'll read these, you know, blurbs being put out or, you know, people's uh, journal entries or whatever saying, oh, my gosh, I wish someone would just come over here and ravage me today. And all their pictures are nudes and very suggestive. And so they are like, okay, you want to get laid tonight. All your pictures are nudes. I know what I'm getting into. I'm going to jump in the ring and tell you I'm there for it. And that is, it's, that's the confusing part that I have so much empathy for Mm -hmm. because it, it is, it's absolutely confusing backing up though. It's a, and what's, I have no scientific backing here. So I'm going to preempt this. This is just something that I have noticed as a woman and speaking to other women is that in the past with myself and with others that I've known that whenever you get horny and you're like lonely and you really want to get laid that there's like a 10 minute window there, you know, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. if something doesn't culminate within that 10 minutes, you've gotten over it, you've had your bubble (laughs) bath, you've drank your half bottle of wine and you're going to bed and everything's fine again. Whereas that's not the same for our male counterparts. They're like driven to long term they're in the long game Mm -hmm. and by the next day or like okay no i don't want that attention anymore just take your grossness elsewhere and it is so confusing and i absolutely empathize with it um but it's still even if all that's being laid out if all those pictures are out there and all those journal entries are out i still take the stand of go into it as if nothing's going to happen because if she put out that journal entry, she just got 50 DMs. 
you know, right. and there's, and you, if you come out of the gate with, here's a picture of my, my penis, here is what all the stuff I want to do to you. And here's how long I'm going to be between your legs, blah, blah, blah. Right. You are just another one of them. And that is what I want everyone, male, female, however you identify, don't just become one of them. Don't become another one of them. Become someone who's safer, someone who is more inviting and more personable. You know, you want to create that sense of safety. You're wanting to go into something and say, how do I want this person to feel? Because I have had someone, and it doesn't happen to me often. I get the grody DMs and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I had someone come into one of my journal entries and just say, no, I actually was on a picture. He said gross, awful things. And I came back and I'm like, it sounds like you need to come to my consent class. And he's like, <laughs> oh no, like, oh no, I'm going to get you in person. And he didn't stop there. He went into my DMs, was even more disgusting. Oh no. And I was shook. Like mm -hmm. I just felt entirely violated because there was nothing I can do about it. Obviously he could come in, he could make these comments and he could do whatever he wanted to me. And there was nothing I could do about it. That is not the way we want to make people feel. That is not going to get you laid. It's not going to get you friends, you know, regardless of seeing people naked. So I, if we go into situations and we're like, just expectations wide open and how do I want to make this person feel how do I want them to receive me whenever I'm in their presence do I want them to cringe and go off to the other side of the room find the biggest baddest guy to latch on to all night so that they don't they feel safer or do I want to be approachable regardless of what site we're on I feel like those are some things that we really need to keep in mind I like all of that. So, and I'm going to th also throw out there that if you write me and you have something in that writing that shows that you paid any attention to my profile, <laughs> mm -hmm. that that's a plus. Right. I mean, I, I will have submissive men write me where it's my profile specifically says I'm a slave, you know, and things like that. They just have not even taken the time. Now, granted, my profile is super long. I mm -hmm. try to write a too long, didn't read blurb mm -hmm. at the top. Right, right. Right. But man, at least get that far. Show an interest, not just a fishing net. Yeah. And with on the, the flip side where the, the men are receiving, Mm -hmm. And the femme facing, femme identifying people are approaching them. I'm friends with so many men and I get this all the time that, you know, they're constantly being bombarded with clickbait come, you know, subscription seekers. Oh. And it's really, it's really sad. Like I'm, I'm a femdom. I'm a pro dom. I have that listed on my profile. If you want to approach me for this, I give instructions on how to approach me. And so I'm not hiding this, you know, if we have this conversation, it's going to be tribute based, right? With, there are so many times these guys, they get these women coming into their DMs and they're talking to them, you know, this can go on for days and then, oh, well, let's meet up. If you just send me $40 for gas money, I'll totally meet you there. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you want to see more of my, my stuff here, you know, hit my subscription up, we'll be able to see each other every day or whatever, you know, it's always, they oftentimes have that ending of give me money and then we can be friends. So <laughs> obviously this is, I, I prefer transparency and upfrontedness. You know, I know plenty of friends that do pay 
for pictures and do pay for videos, you know? So this isn't something that you're necessarily gonna be missing out on. We're just creating a big old jaded mess of people because, you know, to them, all women are wanting money. And for women, all men are just wanting to get off. And that absoluteness is also very not the best headspace to be in because it's untrue. You know, not all women are after someone's money. Not all men are after getting laid. Some people want those those relationships. My fiance, I met on FetLife. You know, we're right, we're, awesome, we're perfectly happy, and you know, living a great life. And so it can happen, and those people are out there. But I, that's you know, that jaded mindset on all sides of the spectrum is it, it's warranted. You know, I'm not going to say it's not something it's the stereotypes are there for a reason, but it isn't an absolute situation. There are really good people out there. It's just a matter of teaching them how to find each other. So what, and so let's go there. What is the, what is the appropriate way? And we're going to, we are going to genderify this a little bit. Okay. How should a female bodied person reach out to someone? Is there a skillful way to do that? that will not lead them to think, ah, oh, another scam or another person who just wants my money. Well, I think it's, it goes into what Dawn had said, you know, if the person has a profile that, you know, has some context to it, pull from that context, or if they have some pictures and maybe there's something in the background or, you know, you happen to recognize the space, Hey, where's, was that taken there? Do something that brings, that brings a personal uh, touch to it because mm-hmm. a lot of times with you know with men reaching out to women they're going to have that one blurb and they're going to copy paste to about a hundred different profiles and see which one sticks I have a feeling that a lot of the those that are seeking fin- financial uh, situations are going to be doing similar situations as well so you know with on both sides, Again, approach someone as if you're wanting to make your best friend ever, you know, you want to learn more about them, you want to, and dig into what they have. If you're like, you know, you see a a fetish or something, and you've never heard of it before, just be like, oh my God, what's that? How do you do that? You know, (laughs) do you have any links to that? So just taking things on a more personal level versus, you know, the impersonal route that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And then how about receiving Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I there's sometimes that I'll get a, a FET mail and it's a one-liner and it's gross or whatever or very transactional or very them, them, them. I'm not even right. involved in their little fantasy. And there's times that I want to explode and say, you know, <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? And I, I reel that in because Dan has made that in order. from a long time ago I'm not supposed to yell back I am supposed to use it as a teaching opportunity sometimes I just don't have the energy to use it as a teaching opportunity sometimes Mm -hmm. I just ignore it and hope it'll go away but I mean for those of us that are are getting so many how what what is a good way to receive that or what what is a good way to respond to that. I mean, should we be replying? Because I'm going to tell you, sometimes they act like they're nice people until yeah. you tell them no, and then they, their heads explode. I Which absolutely, yes. 
It, you know, for me, I've used a lot of different approaches because sometimes I wished I had a Dan who was forcing me to regulate <laughs> myself because self-regulation can be difficult sometimes. There have been times where someone's approached me and just like a, hey, baby, how are you doing? And I have replied back, is that really how you meant to approach me? And some have stopped talking and some have apologized and started over. And, or I've even said, I think you didn't mean to say that you should try that again, you know, and give them an opportunity to straighten up and realize, oh, that's an actual person at the other end. I actually um, like that idea. So cool. Yeah. Just um, give them that opportunity to like, oh, wait, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. in the real world now. This isn't just playground. Um, other times, you know, if they are super disgusting, I, I just delete it and just move on. Um, because oftentimes they are, there's a lot of people who are out there just to, you know, drop a coin in the kink dispenser and see what comes out. I just had one of those, actually someone who will come out. Like he was like, Oh, I want to talk to you about a professional session. Like, well, you are many States away. Are you going to travel? Yeah, no, no, I'm going to travel. And it was, became very clear to me after a while that this person was just wanting me to tell them things I was going to do to them mm. or talk to them about their fantasies so that they could get off on the other side, imagining all the stuff I was going to do to them. Please do not do this. I mean, if you want to, there's a lot of ways to get that met. And, you know, if you can't afford a in-person session, that's absolutely reasonable. It can sometimes be a lot less expensive to go on some of these, the websites where women will talk to you and you buy a per minute or per hour or whatever. You can get those things met in other ways. Do not go on and just abuse people through DMs. It's just so gross. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. gross. In which case, you know, again, block, delete, or, you know, sorry, the dispensers run out, you know, (laughs) you know, do something I, you know, sarcasm for me, it's a defense and it's also a weapon. You can use it however you choose, but I feel like in a lot of ways, and this is maybe me just being too empathetic, that people are engaging in those types of conversations or they're engaging in those activities because they're not happy, because they are unfulfilled and they're sad. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's my job to make them more sad. Agreed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, to make their lives worse is not going to make the situation better. Probably quite the opposite. So it, it, if I can diffuse it a little bit, that's cool. If I feel like this person is, I hate, you know, being like all like um, passing judgment, but redeemable, you know, mm-hmm. if, if the situation looks like it can be salvaged, I'll try to do something about it and make it a teaching moment. You know, I'm uh, studying a lot with language. And so I might ask some questions like, hey, what made you think that was cool? You know, right? <laughs> if you're not willing to take that time, that's absolutely reasonable as well. You didn't ask for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, blocking and deleting is one um, the the easiest way to rid yourself of that situation. Sadly, not everyone took my class. So <laughs> it's, it's going to continue to happen. And we're just doing doing the, the good work as best, best we can. Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. And, and I agree with you. I do have empathy sometimes. Sometimes right. you can kind of feel the energy behind it, that maybe they're socially awkward. Maybe they think they're on a different site and a one-liner for a hookup is the way to go or something like that. Sometimes I can feel that out or at least think I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and give it a, give it a reply and, and something, but that doesn't, 
doesn't yeah. always work. So, so one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. What would you recommend if uh, I want to make my profile stand out in a positive way? I want people to mm -hmm. look at that profile and say, well, this guy's, I don't know, to, to re have some kind of a positive reflection on it. Mm -hmm. How okay. would you do that? Yeah. So instead of just opening up someone's profile and it says, ask me anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. Already lost interest. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I don't know how to do these. Just ask me stuff. Well, give me a reason to ask you things, you know? Exactly. Okay. So in I, all right. I love men. Let me just, <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love men. I am a champion of men. I have so much empathy for men, but dudes, okay. The, the, the dick pics have got to stop. Okay. I, I promise you I'm as proud of it as you are. I celebrate it. It's great. It's wonderful, but we don't need to see it from every angle imaginable every, you know, it's, it's stop it. There are so many profiles out there that have like literally almost every picture and that's unnecessary one or two absolutely you know throw it out there that is not your profile picture however i don't care if your dog is your profile picture we do not need your penis as a profile picture that is 100 percent a turn off and in some cases will get you blocked from groups i used mm -hmm. to be part of a group that the administrator was like no if your if your picture is a dick pic then you're I won't even let you in. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind that how you present yourself on that could go way beyond just your personal interactions. And I love when people put their vanilla interests in the groups because we're more than just our kinks. That is a probably in a lot of ways, a very, very small part of who we are. So what kind of board games do you like to play? What's your favorite movies? What are your clubs and interests that you do? What's your music? You know, all of those types of things. Those are, I love seeing those in profiles. That gives you the meat and substance for someone to draw from and have a meaningful conversation with you. Starting out, and honestly, whenever my partner reached out to me, this is what my profile looked like. And I still don't understand why they talked to me because you know, having that in the beginning, if you don't read my profile, I'm going to find out right away and I'm going to be mean and blah, 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 blah. You know, just basically berating everyone because you've been jaded and aggravated and just, you know, emotionally destroyed by everything that happens in, in the world of dating profiles and fed life and all the things. Don't do that. You know, it's, I get it. I absolutely get it. I've done it. But, you know, right now, mine at the beginning says, please read below. If you don't, I will know. And then I go on mm -hmm. to just talk about my stuff. Just a one line thing. I'm kind of giving you a heads up. You should read what's going on below there. But if you don't, I'm probably going to figure that out pretty quickly. And read the profiles, you know, read the stuff. If we take the time to put things in there and you really, really, really want to meet people and you want to have those engagements, if you want to get laid, if you want to have a play partner, if you want to have that DS, take the time. These are relationships. These are all relationships and relationships aren't, it, it, they, you just don't walk into them most of the time. Sometimes you can. I mean, Dan, if you, <laughs> you know, maybe you can just pick up and say, hey, I'm going to be in Arizona. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, Dan. But it's for the most of us, we have to work a little harder than that. Uh, it, it doesn't really work. No. <laughs> no, no. So and and while we were talking, I just got a FET mail that and it starts out as it's hard to describe myself and I'd be happy to know more about you. And 
but my profile is so long that all yeah. I had to do was read it and there's everything about me. And well, then and it I, goes on to, and then it goes on to say, so go look at my profile. And if you like it, we can start a relationship. I go to oh. the profile. There is absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, no, there's no words. <laughs> I mean, is how many fetishes do they, do they have saved? None. Really? There is roles oh. and orientation and that is it. Interesting. One picture, one this has got to be a sock puppet. Yeah. 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 So, and we're, you know, again, one of those cut and paste kind of things where this person's just sitting there and, you know, right. uh, throwing, throwing things out to every DM they get a, get a hold of. Exactly. Um, and if I can, one other thing that I want to, that would like to talk about people not doing, and because this is kind of in some circles and for people can be quite offensive actually is demanding an honorific either a bottom or a submissive demanding a top to accept that they call them master, mistress, uh, sir, oh. whatever the situation is, or a, a dominant, a top part saying that you must call them sir, daddy, mistress, whatever, without first engaging and agreeing that this is a direction. Because again, that's kind of important. That is, mm -hmm. for all, some people is a, you know, is a very vital part of how they interact in this community. You know, those titles are everything and they're earned. They are not only earned from the top, they're earned from the bottom and right. being a dominate and absolutely demanding or coming into um, a DMs and saying, mistress, I want to serve you or sir, will you paddle me tonight or something along those lines? You haven't earned that. That hasn't been discussed. That is a relationship that's, you know, in some cases, that's as strong as a husband, wife, partner type uh, title. So don't do that either. You know, it's not endearing for some people. It isn't, you know, it doesn't enrich a situation. It's actually kind of off-putting for a lot of people. So I just wanted to throw that out there because that's something that also kind of grates on, on, on a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, Stella, obviously you have more to, t to say about this topic. And <laughs> prior to uh, the podcast starting, we were talking about some of the different events that we were both presenting at. If yeah. people want to get a hold of you to have either the consent conversation or have this present presentation or for any other reason, how do people get a hold of you? You can find me on FetLife. It's Stella underscore Von Dom. And I am going to be teaching live at Kinkfest, which is at the end of March here in Portland, Oregon. I'll be teaching two classes that day, that weekend. It's going to be amazing. Otherwise, I teach a monthly consent class on Zoom, and those are run through not only FetLife, but also Forbidden Tickets, so you can find, find me there. So those are the two main ways to find me at this point. Fantastic. Well, thank you for chatting with us today. Hang out with us uncomfortably for a little bit while we wrap this up. <laughs> Dawn, as I just mentioned, we are going to be out and about presenting in places like Maryland, Tucson, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida. But what if Stella said, I want to come meet you in person? How would she remember all those places? <laughs> Keep up with all of our events, book news, discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter and get an EA shout out. Like Domino from Ohio. Jeffrey from Alaska. Erica from Massachusetts. Amanda Rose from Bali. 
And Carrie from Missouri. Awesome. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. And I don't want to say anything that you will assume that you have permission. But I will say Domino. I know Domino. Domino gives good hugs. <laughs> Domino does give good hugs. So indeed. So this is the week between Christmas and the New Year. So this I, is kind of like I Christmas always sneaks up on me because I always feel like this is the holiday week. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I did not get any memes out. I didn't reach out to friends or I didn't even get holiday cards sent out this year. Instead, I sent birthday cards to the people that I know have birthdays around this time of year because they always feel left out. They do indeed. I, I know that I it took me a little bit by surprise and I poorly planned in that I believe on... Oh, December 24th, I asked you for confirmation. Are we exchanging gifts this year? <laughs> Had you said yes, my f- next statement would have been, yeah, I planned on it. By the way, I have to stop at Walmart. <laughs> so, no, we don't do gifts. We are on the road in our RV. We have no room in here for gifts. And we are doing so many trips and fun things that that's my gift with you. Oh, that, that's very <laughs> sweet. Uh, Stella, do you do the Christmas thing? Do you do the gift giving thing? And did you get any, did you get a good gift this year? If that's your thing? Oh my gosh. Yes. My fiance's family does gifts super hard and yeah, I got a lot of fun gifts. Plus I'm so excited. I got a big flogger roll. So it's like a, the big roll that you put your floggers into because oh, yeah, nice. my floggers are just like dying, you know, falling into the bottom of my bag. So I'm mm-hmm. myself and my floggers are super excited about that. <laughs> fabulous. Fabulous. So, well, we got to spend the time because you had off work, Dan. Mm-hmm. So we spent the time with our friends, Kevin and Katie and the the pack from Phoenix came down and we mm-hmm. spent time with them as well. So fun was had by all. We played Sith, Bo- Sith and oh, Bochi. Bo- never Bo- pronounce Bo- it right. Bochi ball, Bochi ball, and putt-putt golf and all that type of stuff. So we had a blast. And then... And we ate all the animals. We did eat all the animals. We had so much <laughs> meat of different kinds. Ostriches. Yes. Carnivore. Venison. Carnivore. All the animals. Carnivore all the way. We have a, a few in our group that are carnivores. So all the meat. Sorry, vegetarians. We have stuff coming up. We are getting ready to pack for Charmed in Maryland. So this is going to be a particularly weird event for us. <laughs> it is. It is the first event that you have been to in how long that you were not there as an invited presenter. The presenter, the only other event, only other kink event I've been to where I've not been presenting was back in the early 2000s for Ohio Leather Fest and I was still a demo bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's not <laughs> like I didn't have nothing to do. I, I had Jay Wiseman used me as a demo bottom. And who was the other? John Warren. Mm -hmm. John Warren and Jay Wiseman Mm, back in the day. So, yeah. So this will be my first event. And there are so many classes that I want to take. And once again, they're all across from each other. So we will see how that goes. But I plan on having a great time in Annapolis, Maryland at Charmed in a couple of weeks. And it's close to my family. And my sister's going to come visit me. And I'm glad she knows everything I do. Although because you can't help yourself, you're still vending. Oh, that is true. But at least that's that's like an hour out of your out of your day. Right. I've got my hooded aftercare blankets for the win. So 
And since we are going to be in a hotel and it's going to be cold outside, everybody needs a hooded aftercare blanket. So I don't understand this question. Wants to know. So Anne Samuel, who Mm -hmm. has been a podcast listener for many, many years. Yes. Wants to know if we're considering opening an LLC as As a a polycule. Right. So he sent me a link to a article Mm -hmm. and we've known about this before. We've heard about this before. And it's an article about how polycules, how poly groups are starting LLCs because they can't get legally married. Okay. So this is how they incorporate their finances together, how they're buying property together, how they're buying vehicles together, things like that. They start a business instead. And we have heard of that. But he specifically asked me if we had ever considered that. And I, I said, no, we've got too much going on with the business and the the whatevers and the whatevers. Would, would we consider that in the future? I don't know. But he just wanted to throw that out there to to get my opinion on that of having an LLC, a business. Yeah, and for your it's certainly, you know, we spent five years sharing a mortgage with a poly partner mm-hmm. where it was all based on just kind of, yeah, we love each other. We don't need contracts and stuff. And we we talk to each other like, okay, so we're going into this and we're not signing contracts. We're trusting each other not to dick over the other person and things like that. And we really took it on faith. And we were very upfront that we were taking it on faith and then crossed our fingers. And it worked out okay it in did. that situation. But certainly, if anyone's ever done that, I would love to have them on the podcast. Stella, do you do the polyamory thing? Not in, no. I'm just going to say no, because it's, ours is very different. Fair. I think. Yeah. So, There's cool. many flavors and ours is a different flavor. That's a great way to put it. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, if anyone has done that before, we'd love to have you have them on the podcast. So, and, cool. and Sam Wall also sent you a <laughs> comic strip. Yes. So this is all through Instagram. And what he sent me was, I'd never heard of this person. So the, the comic strip artist is Donalyn, and it's an openly gay cartoonist. So part of the first wave of LGBT cartoonist, he drew It's a Gay Life. And it was a regular single panel cartoon feature in The Advocate for 15 years. And I was looking at the the years of that. That was like back in the 70s and 80s. And then he used to do, I want to say flyers, but that's the wrong word, ads about AIDS and how for the gay community to stay safe through the AIDS epidemic. Hmm. So, and he sent me some links to some of the, the cartoon strips or the cartoon panels and they were cute. Good. Very cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to checking those out. So indeed. So along with the, that stuff, we also have a question of the day today. And this was sent to us a few weeks ago and Fortunately, we actually got to see this person over the holidays Mm -hmm. and spent some one-on-one time discussing this, but I also wanted to bring it up on the podcast. So, like I said, we've got social media, we've got YouTube shorts Mm -hmm. out there, we've got Facebook reels, we've got TikToks, we've got all these things. And I put out one of those shorts recently, a couple weeks ago, and it was just a little snippet from one of our podcasts That was about how you, Dan, as a master, as a leader, like to empower your followers. And me stating that my seat of power as a follower, my seat of power comes from following. 
And they had a question about how I, as a follower, can be empowered when my whole goal should be to be giving up my power. And I was trying to explain that. And you were trying to explain how it really is your goal to empower your followers. So do you want to start or? Yeah, absolutely. What do you mean by empowering your followers? When I say now there's granted there is this aspect of power exchange where it appears that I, as the leader, claim power from my follower and they have to do stuff from me. And it the language might imply that they become less powerful. This is why I think a lot of people prefer the terminology of authority transfer Mm -hmm. because they're not actually giving up power. I don't really I'm not a big word person. I'm not going to get stuck in that language. But what I do mean is that by helping my follower really embrace the idea that they are a follower, then they are becoming more authentic. As you become more authentic, you become a more powerful human being. And knowing who you are, accepting who you are, being comfortable with who you are is a place what you know I refer to as that is your seat of power, understanding who you are and w- interacting with the world as who you authentically are. So I think maybe that power gets used in a couple of different ways here. I think that I don't have any desire to disempower people that are in relationships with me, I simply direct that power sometimes. Hmm, I get that. So, and I'm, I'm still, oh, I, I can see getting stuck on that word power, right? This is a power exchange. I don't, as a follower, as a submissive, a slave, a follower, whatever label language you want to use, a lot of people will see us as not being powerful, but I still claim mm. That is my seat of power. It takes a lot of courage to be a follower and to let those walls down, at least on my part, to let those walls down and to follow some with someone else with trust and faith and with the faith and trust that they have my best interest at heart, our best interest at heart. And for me to drop that wall and to be vulnerable and comfortable with following you, that is when I feel the most empowered. So I, I know a lot of followers look at things differently, but for me, I feel the most powerful when I'm not in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stella, I'd love how to have... can I explain that any better? Right. I don't know. So yes. Stella, we'd love to have your opinion on this if you have one. Yeah, I, I I definitely I feel like there is a lot of hangups on the on the terminology and the words. You know, things get very much in the words, and you know, I have I have a very strong belief that there is even though we have this power exchange, right? We have tops and bottoms and dominance and slaves and masters and the whole thing. We are all working together or none of this even matters. You know, I would not be a dominant or be able to say I'm the dominant of without my submissive. So in that case, both of us are symbiotically, you know, relating with each other. We're both working together. We're a team. 
and there that there's no more important part of a team everyone works together and makes the thing work or it doesn't so that is my biggest takeaway so i never see a submissive as being less than or you know not important or powerful because if it weren't for them there wouldn't be a thing right so right. that's that's kind of my stance on it and i feel like those who have that very submissive or low step stool, you don't matter kind of mindset, maybe haven't either been in the uh, lifestyle very long, or they have gotten very bad examples, or they've been in bad relationships. In my personal opinion, I could be wrong, but that's how I choose to look at it. Awesome. Awesome. So with that, we're going to move on to tentacles. <laughs> what an easy segue that is, right? I'm just saying, we're just going to, I don't even know how to segue that. So yes, empowerment to tentacles. Yes. I do see we have quite a, a fair number of items. I don't know that we are all the way back to the Baldur's Gate only fangs. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. And then we have a bunch of hotties being... Uh, manhandled by tentacles. I'm not sure that's the right language for that at all. And that's on our Not Safe for Work channel on our Erotic Awakening Discord channel. Mm -hmm. We've also had some stuff sent by Pirate on Instagram. So I've been getting a lot of interaction on Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. Pirate sent a girl doing a spell that involves sitting on tentacles. She has a spell book and it says, next step, sit on tentacles. <laughs> I like that. W. Socrates with an octopus and uh, Mentaris and all, it, it, Enigma, all of them are just sending pictures again. It's wonderful. And did you see your food on boobs? Yes, I did. Okay, well, there's a food on boobs. What is that? Oh, that is literally food on boobs. Strawberries and pineapples. What's the other one? The other one is Tabasco being pulled poured onto a open vagina. Oh, wait, we're doing oh. chemical play later tonight. We're not doing that, are we? I think that the picture demands that we do that. Oh, no. Okay. And then there was another one, Dan. Did you see the toast one? Yes. It was like toast on the body. So it wasn't food on boobs, but it was toast on the body. Right. Which is close <laughs> enough to me. That's fine by me. <laughs> so that works. And then someone asked, someone said, hey, why are we seeing so many girls with tentacles? Girls being fucked by tentacles. Oh, hey, I heard that on the <laughs> on the loudspeak on, on the. There we go. Okay. So that'll have my attention for a little bit. Someone was asking why they why there aren't more pictures of guys getting wrapped around by tentacles. Mm -hmm. So Minotaurus and Enigma took care of that. So there's yes. some hot pictures on there of guys and tentacle sex. I'm jealous. Yay. I can't see that. I know. <laughs> I may have to post some of these on our social media. So that one right there, that one's hot. The guy is blindfolded with a ball gag in. And the demon that is wrapped around him, yes, she has tentacles and is sucking him all over. Mm. Okay, I have to that see was, that. I have yes. to see that. <laughs> I, will post, I will post that one. Thank you. Cool. And there you go. And if <laughs> Dan's still looking at Yeah, pages. I know. I'm <laughs> Turn off the sound, change screens. <laughs> Be part of the Erotic Awakening podcast community. You can support us on Patreon and get early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook, Polyamory Toolkit, free ebooks, member-only Discord access, and more. Find all the goodies at patreon.com slash eroticawakening today. 
Help others find us. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Join the conversation with us and other listeners. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for our growing Discord channel. And feel free to reach out to us. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. We are Dan and Dawn on FetLife. And Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Stella. Bye, Stella. <laughs>